WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. And a good morning to you. You're tuned in to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning, today, the 18th of January. And this morning, we'll be talking about the Rutherford County Library System with Dave O'Flaherty. And Dave, you are part of the local library. Now, where do you work within the Rutherford County Library System? Uh, I am a circulation supervisor. Uh, My desk is located on the second floor, but I move... uh, between floors, uh, wherever I'm needed. Now, so. being being over circulation, that that's got to be one of those interesting slash opportunities to find out what all the latest books are, latest research. I mean, all types of stuff. Sure, sure. You kind of see what's popular moving across the desk. That would be fun. I mean, I, I, oh. if you're into books, that would be a lot of fun though, because you're able to get that firsthand experience as to you know, what the latest author is putting out, and local authors, too. Do you see a lot of local authors out there who write from Murfreesboro and their books published all over the place? Yes, I do. We have quite a few local authors. As a matter of fact, the Friends of the Library are doing a Zoom meeting with an author who lives in Nashville. Um, Her name is Jenny Fields. So Jenny Fields, author out of Nashville. That, that's cool to find local authors who have that passion for writing and they actually did something with it because we all have stories where we know so-and-so and he's always talked about wanting to write a book but never has. Right. But these authors who are local, they often hold down regular jobs, but they actually push themselves forward to actually write that book. Right. They sure do. Uh, we, we often have them at the library, usually on Saturdays. They'll have a table and people can come and chat with them and check out their books. They might sell a few books. So, yeah, quite a few, I would say. In the music industry, you hear about one-hit wonders. You know, folks who released just one album or maybe even just one song and became famous for it. Do you run across authors who just wrote one book, maybe even their first book? Next thing you know, it's a bestseller. I don't know any. That's uh, no. Like, that's like rare. I yeah, think. I don't know any best-selling authors, but I don't think they would just be first-time authors because there'd be somebody pushing for that second book. You know, it's it's yeah. hard to get your foot in the door if you want to be big in writing. Yeah, but I don't think that's why people write to. I don't think they write to be big. I, I think agree. they've just got a story to tell. And you know, there's there's something therapeutic I think about actually writing down your story and maybe it's for a book or maybe it's for generations from now grandkids great grandkids to look back and read sure novels nonfiction they write poetry they write I've had a few poets come in if you're a local author and you want to donate a copy of your book to the library we'll circulate it and the neat thing about reading it can literally transport you anywhere yes I was just thinking about this the other day. It's such an interior experience reading, but also it takes you out of yourself. 
um, particularly if you're reading nonfiction, I guess. Well, no, for anything, for fiction too. You can learn about different experiences that you're never going to have. I'm giving away a book for winter reading program called Pachinko, which is about three generations of a Korean family living in Japan. I'm not going to know what that's like, but I'm going to read that novel. It sounds pretty interesting. It's going to be a TV series, too. Oh, cool. You know, and, and that's where a lot of TV shows, TV series, movies, that's where they get their start is from a book. Sure. And again, you're with the Rutherford County Library System. So on a regular basis, are, are you thumbing through new books? What what are you doing in order to decide, well, this is a good book that would fit well with our audience within Rutherford County? Oh, um, well, I talk to people. Um, I look up reviews online. I order the romance books at Limeball. <laughs> I, bet, I bet those are a big hit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they seem to be. They circulate pretty well. Um, so that's how I, I learn about that genre. Um, I talk to people and I read reviews online. What, what is the biggest audience for books these days? If you were to look at the different visitors of the library system, would it be young adults? Would it be those who are, uh, let's say, 40 age plus or, or what what is it um it's very diverse i couldn't narrow it down to a particular age um it seems like we see all ages all sorts of people just a very it's a very diverse air uh area um and we see that represented in the library you know i, I noticed something really cool that the rutherford county library system does and i don't know what it looks like today in these times with COVID and everything, but you would have the library bus go to different nursing homes and assisted living places so that you could provide them with different books to check out. Sure. And we still do. That's the bookmobile. Um, our actual physical bookmobile gave up the ghost um, last year, so we're working on getting a new one. But they're still making trips out to those places, doing exactly that kind of work. Um, what a great service. So, yeah, I passed them on my way over here. As a matter of fact, they were about to head out. They've got some runs in Smyrna. But a great service. You know, I remember as a kid, whenever the mobile library, and I'm talking years ago, because in the early 80s, I went to a primary and started first grade, second grade in Nashville, in the Nashville area. And then we moved to Murfreesboro in third grade. But I remember... The Nashville area had a, uh, a bookmobile that would mm -hmm. come and visit these children at local schools, as I'm sure, you know, our library does something similar to that here as well. But I remember how neat it was for us to get on board that bookmobile and just look at all these new books. Sure. Yeah, it's great. I used to go out on uh, the bookmobile, so uh, and it was the highlight of my week. I, I love doing that kind of outreach, going to do. We'd go to daycares. Uh, retirement homes, um, you know, places where people, you know, they had trouble making it to the library. They didn't really have access to their own library. Uh, so we would go out there once a week. In circulation, you, I guess, have to go into the library and pull certain books from the shelf so that you can replace them with different books because you only have so much space. Correct. Yeah. We've only got so many shelving. Uh, it'd be great to be able to keep everything, but you, each book has to earn its place on the shelf. That's just the way it is. Sometimes people, you know, they're like, you can't pull that book. 
you know, I read that book when I was 12. But, uh, you know, if you don't read it now, uh, it's going to it's going to move off that shelf. We were talking to the Lineball or Rutherford County Library Director Rita Shacklett a while back, and she was talking about how, you know, one day in the near future, they hope to have a whole lot of satellite branches of the library, more than what we have now. But one of the problems is they have to find the right building, if it's already built, to support the weight of the library books. Um, gosh, you know, that wouldn't have occurred to me, but sure, yeah, it's a lot of books. I'm not sure how many volumes we've got over at Linebaugh, but yeah, most of them are up on the second floor. I never so, thought about that either. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be able to support that weight. Yeah, it's something to think about. That's, That's why I'm not in planning. <laughs> <laughs> Those books are heavy, especially when you talk about bookshelves yeah. filled with, you know, thousands of books. Yeah, it's quite a few, so, you know. Uh, it, but if a book doesn't move in, say, I don't know, about three years, uh, then it's probably going to go unless, you know, Do you know about how out. many books there are? No, I don't, but there's a bunch. So when we moved all of fiction upstairs, I helped with that, and it was enough to make me tired. Now, how many years have you been with the local library? Fifteen. Fifteen years yep. now? Okay. So you you definitely don't remember then making that move from the old location that used to be a post office it's now center for the arts right to the new building i say new it's built in 92 next door to wgns yeah uh no i wasn't there for that um but i bet it was quite a job i remember going to the former location over there on east college when i was a child uh but yeah they definitely uh outgrew we outgrew that building now there is a special reading program coming up called the winter reading program and the goal is for folks to read six books over six weeks how does this work um it's the uh it's the harry nelson memorial adult winter reading program is a full title we named it after one of our patrons after he passed away uh he was a big reader uh he was a musician and a gardener uh loved roots music uh, so we've named that program for him. The and Harry Nelson Memorial Adult Winter Reading Program. Uh, so, yeah, it's we're challenging uh, people. If you want to participate, you can sign up uh, this week. Right now you can. Uh, we challenge you to read six books in six weeks starting this Sunday, January 23rd through March the 5th. And uh, you review each book. That's how we know that you read your book. The review can be as short or as long as you want to make it. Um, you can read whatever you want, whatever genre, whatever format. You can do audiobooks. You can do print. You can do ebooks. They don't have to be library books, but it's great if they are. But, uh, you know, they don't have to be. Uh, we'll be giving away books each week. Uh, just as a prize. And if you do your six books, you're going to get a $10 gift card to Simply Pure Sweets down here on the square. Um, you'll get a card that's good for a $5 waiver of overdue fines. Um, we did Fine Free December last month, which I, I think went pretty well. I don't have a whole lot of the details, but uh, that seemed to be popular. Uh, but fines are back now. So, uh, you can get a little card that's good for $5 and overdue fines. And one person will win a $100 gift card from Country Gourmet. Oh, cool. Also down here on this square. 
Again, our guest this morning, Dave O'Flaherty with the Rutherford County Library System. And you, again, are over circulation within the library. Uh, do you remember that old Seinfeld edition where uh, the library was after Jerry Seinfeld for having a book that was overdue since the 1970s? Yeah, they had a book detective. That's a yeah. real one. T- yeah. Yeah. Uh, they won't let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the funniest thing because the book detective, he looked like a real detective and he yeah. was so serious about his job. He was kind of cynical. He was one of those noir detectives and kind of world weary. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. It, it was funny. So what length does the library system go to when a book is overdue, is out for a longer period of time than usual? Do they actually try to find or track down that book? Um, yeah, the patron will get uh, a notice in the mail. Hey, this book's been overdue. Please return it. Um, eventually, it'll get charged to an account, and we send out what's called a, a loss letter, an assumed loss letter, where it's like, hey, you've been charged for this book, um, but if you bring it back, we won't charge you for the book. We'll just charge you for the overdue fine, which is you know, cheaper. Do you have any books that are overdue since the 70s? I had a book um, that came in, and it had been checked out in the 60s. Oh, wow. And I think this, we talked about this before on the Yeah, years. that was the longest. Um, um, and I can't remember what it was about, but I took a picture of it because it had the old card and it had been stamped. That's kind of You know, cool. when you went back in the 60s and 70s, uh, they stamped the back of the book with the due date, and it had that, and it was like from the 60s, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I came across a book that was from uh, the Riverdale High School Library, mm-hmm. and it was from, I think it said 1991 on the card in the back. Uh, so I don't know how in the world it ended up at, at a yard sale of all places, but it was funny to find that. Yeah. It was probably a student who never took it back. Right. You know, they get lost sometimes in homes or packed away by accident. And, you know, and then years later, it's uncovered, you know. Does the local library keep track of yearbooks, you know, annuals from high schools locally? Uh, Yeah, they're donated uh, occasionally to us. And they go in... um, we have a historic research center that's part of the county archives now. They moved our little room out of our building, and now it's combined, so it's one-stop uh, research at, within the archives. That's and, yeah, cool. they've got yearbooks from different schools. That's pretty neat. I, I mean, for those who are listening, maybe they have a, a grandfather they never met because he passed away, you know, maybe at an early age or something. Oh, but, sure. But those who live here can go and find more information about that local grandfather sure they've got newspaper databases too they've got microfilm as well so you can look stuff up in new old newspapers i guess most of the newspapers what 1990 and back are all on microfilm or or what oh i think it's more recent than that that really? would be that would be a question for lisa ramsey at uh the hrc the historic research center uh that phone number is on our website if you want to give her a call or shoot her an email at l ramsey r-a-m-s-a-y at rclstn.org but yeah they've got those from the 19th century on up and it's it's they probably have stuff from uh 
the 21st century. It's pretty cool, though, the amount of history within the walls of the local libraries, not just here, but, you know, nationwide, is, is massive, the history that they hold. Oh, yeah, it, it really is. It, listen, if you ever want to get the uh, genealogy bug, uh, just look someone up on Ancestry. You know, with your library card, you can do that if you come in. Um, look somebody up one time, and uh, I promise you, you'll be doing it for the rest of your life because you won't be able to stop. It's neat, though, to trace your roots yeah. in history, you know, to find out uh, who your great, 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 great sure. grandfather or mother was. It's neat to do that. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting. And uh, you find out stuff that you thought you knew th that maybe you you didn't know. And uh, it's great. It's just a, a great hobby to, to do that. Dave O'Flaherty with us this morning. And once more, the Harry Nelson Adult Winter Reading Program. It's right around the corner. Six books, six weeks. When, again, does a program actually start? Uh, it starts Sunday, but we started signing people up this past Sunday. Uh, and you may ask, how did you do that with the, all the snow and ice that we were getting Sunday? Because the library was closed. And uh, you can also do this by email. And that email is harrynelsonwrp at rclstn.org. Harry Nelson WRP. WRP. Harry Nelson Winter Reading Program at rclstn.org. Shoot an email to there. Say, hey, I want to sign up for the Winter Reading Program. Um, here's my library card number that's helpful we do require you to have a library card whether a physical card or an e-card that works too you can get an e-card through our website very quickly and our library cards free for those who live here they are so free they are very free so zero dollars freer than free yep <laughs> all you need to get a library card if you want a physical card that you can check out physical books with is your driver's license and that's all you need if your address is current on your driver's license. If it's not, uh, just bring something in with your name and address. doesn't have to be a bill. We'll give you that card. We want to give you that card. That's what we're here for. So come in and get one. Use your public library. You know, it's supported by your city and county tax dollars. And it's folks, yours. Yeah, definitely so. And folks can sign up for this winter reading program between now and Sunday? Well, they can sign... They can sign up anytime while the program runs up to March the 5th. Uh, we're not accepting reviews until this Sunday, um, but sometimes, you know, people will sign up and then they'll give me their six reviews um, all at once, oh, where wow. they've just been reading uh, since January. Does the library ever utilize these reviews written by local residents in a newsletter or on their website so others can learn about local books? Yeah, if, if people give us permission, there's a little place on the review form to give us permission to maybe put up uh, your review on the website or social media will put it up. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's real interesting to see what people think of what they're reading. Some people will just give me a sentence or two. Other people will give me an essay that goes a couple of pages where they'll attach pages. I've got somebody who gives me a, a, a rating system of gold stars that she sticks on her review form uh, that I get tickled at each year. 
you know, one thing that's interesting about books and about reading, kind of like music, it's open to a lot of interpretation. So depending on what book it is and how it's written, there is a certain level of interpretation that may be taken by one person one completely different way from the other. Sure, and they're both equally valid because what's most important is what does that book mean to you because you are having a unique relationship with an author who maybe have been, your author may been died hundreds of years ago. Yeah. So, uh, do you, do you ever have folks who come to you and they say, well, you know, I, I read this by, let's say frost. It was something written by frost. And they said, you know, I interpreted it this way, but yet for years past, every review about, let's say the poem or the story it was, came in in a different way with a different angle to it um yeah i can see where that would happen that's why uh that's why people have book discussion groups at the library where they you know discuss books and you know what it meant personally to them that robert frost would be a good one to kind of break apart and try to understand yeah you know there's a lot of authors out there like him i guess so yeah there are a lot of people that you can go do deep dives into their books um and then other people um, you're just reading purely for entertainment or escapism. Yeah. All sorts of different levels to what you read. I think a lot of people needed some type of escape during this whole COVID pandemic. Oh, it, it, yeah. Big time. It, did, did the library see an increase in customers and was it online or was it in the actual library during the COVID pandemic? Um, I, I think... I, I haven't studied this particular aspect, so don't hold me to it, but I suspect our online uh, books, the e-books, probably that circulation went up um, because there were closures, um, you know, and then people didn't want to come in. So we probably saw our indoor traffic drop, I don't know, maybe about half at Lineball, uh, which is still pretty good traffic. But the library uh, see reopened We see now. quite a bit. Yeah, we're back open now. Uh, and people are starting to come back to us. Uh, so, but yeah, the online books were pretty popular. Dave O'Flaherty with us this morning with the Rutherford County Library System. Now, is there anything we left off that we need to touch base on this morning? Um, just, uh, I'm giving away a book a week, uh, starting next week. Uh, and, uh, I've got quite a few good things i've got joan didion's book the year of magical thinking i've got the worst hard time the untold story of those who survived the great american dust bowl if you want to read about people having a really really hard time uh tried the great depression history again you know you yeah. guys hold so much history in those walls next door to us at the line ball and then all the other satellite branches in places like eagleville and then what smyrna as well right yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, Lineball's been around since 48. Oh, man. That's... Uh, 74 years now. Yeah. It's a so, long time, a lot of history there. Yep, sure sure has been. Uh, Murfreesboro's changed a lot and since 1948, I've heard. I'm not that old. But <laughs> Definitely it <laughs> I has. I don't remember. Time right now, 8.43. We have to take a short break. And when we come back, we will wrap up our conversation with Dave O'Flaherty from the library. And then we have more library news coming up after we wrap up this first half of the show. So make sure you stay with us. A check on the weather is next. 
Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. Do you know somebody who's moved far away and is missing eating at Demas's? Well, Demas's Family Restaurants now offers many of our sauces and some of our food, such as pot roast and soup, to be shipped all across the nation. It's very simple. You just go to demasfamilykitchen.com and you can send an order to anybody as a gift all across this nation. You can send an order to anybody. Go to demasfamilykitchen.com. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, high into the upper 40s. South winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, alone near 38. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 26. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations, family owned and operated since 1989. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. We're talking with Glenn King. How old were you when you enlisted? Barely 17. In this salute, we talk to a veteran who served in the Korean War. After I got out, eventually ended up working for the federal government. I worked in Huntsville, Alabama at the Army Missile Command. Ended up managing several of the major air defense missile systems. One was the Stinger and the Red Eye, the shoulder-held missile systems. Then there was the Nike Hercules. And then from there, the Hawk missile. And the last system that I had was the Patriot. And the Patriot missile, it it was highly classified for a long time until the Gulf War. The missiles you're talking about, these are things that are in history books. Well, they're still using some of the systems like the Red Eye and the Stinger. They're heat seekers. You were on the ground floor, so to speak, of seeing these missiles and how they operate and how they're going to be used. One of the things that I was very, very involved in is the training of the armed forces as to how to use the missile systems. Back then, we didn't have any enemies that were trying to encroach on us where we needed to use them. So it wasn't until the Gulf War that we got to use some of them. This has been a WGNS Salute to Veterans with World War II and Korean War veteran Glenn King. Time right now, 8.46 as we close out this first half. Again, our guest, Dave O'Flaherty with the Rutherford County Library System. And Dave, real quick, the Read to Succeed One book. What is it this year? It is The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. It won the Pulitzer Prize um, in 2020. Uh, And it's about... uh, these African-American uh, boy who in the 1960s in Tallahassee uh, w- had a minor charge against him and was sent to a juvenile reformatory that I guess was terrible based on a real place. But uh, if you want to read about uh, an experience outside of your own, that's a good one. Winner of the Pulitzer Prize, the Nickel Boys. Sounds good. Again, that's available at the Rutherford County Library System. And our guest this morning, Dave O'Flaherty. More news on the local library is coming up. Dave, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hello, 
and a happy new year from the Rutherford County Library System. This is Amanda bringing you library news and events from our five branches around the county and what's going on at your library system. Remember, during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and resurgence of its variants, most facilities are now operating at fully open schedules, but masks are highly recommended for the unvaccinated and social distancing guidelines are strongly encouraged. Please check our calendar at rclstn.org and social media for a full list of virtual and in-person programming and events. Curbside service is available Mondays through Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Sundays from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eagleville Bicentennial Public Library is hosting a job assistance event provided by the American Job Center of Tennessee. The event is on Tuesday, January 25th from 1.30 p.m. until 3.30 p.m. They will have six computer stations available and several volunteer experts on hand to help you with your resumes, applications, and cover letters. You can search for, apply for, and submit your resume to multiple jobs in a short session. The American Job Center will provide you with information and resources to help you get that new job for the new year. For more information, contact Jeff Davidson with the email jdavidson at gounited.net or call 615-962-0158. That email is jdavidson, D-A-V-I-D-S-O-N, at gounited.net. You can also contact Diedrich Moore with the email diedrich.moore at tn.gov or call 615-494-4283. Eagleville Bicentennial Public Library is located at 317 Old Highway 99 in Eagleville, Tennessee. This information is also available on our website at rclstn.org. Now let's hear from Lineball Youth Services. the Youth Services Coordinator at Lineball. This is Elizabeth Osmond, Youth Services Assistant at Lineball. We hope everyone had a great holiday season with their families and loved ones. We've already begun our new Storytime series based on character strengths and virtues, timeless, positive qualities which are valued across the globe, like perspective, kindness, love, and curiosity. All ages Storytimes are offered every Tuesday and Wednesday from 10 to 10.45 a.m. Itty Bitty Story Times are every Thursday at 10 a.m. for our littlest patrons, the 0 to 23 month olds. Advanced registration is no longer required for these story times. This spring, we've added back programs and clubs that were postponed due to COVID. There's something for everyone. Sixth, seventh, and eighth graders can join our new after school creative writing club beginning January 11th. We meet every other Tuesday from 4 o'clock to 4.45 p.m. Kids can practice and share their writing in an encouraging and positive environment while also learning about the different creative writing outlets and their foundations. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm also excited to announce the creation of a new Girls Who Code club at Linebaugh. Girls Who Code is a nonprofit organization dedicated to closing the gender gap in technology. This club is a free after-school computer science program. Anyone in third through fifth grade can join. It's not just for girls. And you don't need prior computer experience or access at home. Aspiring magicians can join the Youth Magic Group, which meets the second Saturday of every month at 9.30 a.m. The Youth Lego Club will resume meeting on the third Saturday of every month at 10 a.m. 
Join other enthusiasts for an open-ended Lego makerspace and see what you can create. The Teen Book Club's next meeting will be Saturday, January 29th at 10 a.m. This month's book is Truly Devious by Maureen Johnson. And if you are a tween or teen who'd like to get more involved with the library and youth programming, consider joining our Teen Advisory Board. The Teen Advisory Board, or TAB for short, meets on the first Monday of each month at 4 p.m. For more information, please contact Elizabeth at E-O-Z-M-E-N-T at rclstn.org or call 615-893-4131, extension 138. Our TAB group has been very involved in creating our monthly young adult book displays and in sharing their ideas about programming. We have some fun and festive tween and teen events coming up in February. On Saturday, February 12th, tweens and teens can decorate Valentine's Day cards for friends and family. All supplies will be provided. On Tuesday, February 26th at 5 p.m., join us for a tween and teen baking night. Bring your family and one microwavable mug per person. Register each participant in advance by visiting the RCLS calendar on our website. For more information about any of Lineball Library's programs, please call 615-893-4131, extension 114, or visit us online at rclstn.org. We hope to see you soon at Lineball. Hi there, this is Ty from the Technology Engagement Center, located at 306 Minerva Drive in Murfreesboro next to Hobgood Elementary School. Photography Connect Murfreesboro introduces a new series in 2022, Photography Basics for Beginners. This five-part series is designed for the beginner or hobby-level photographer who wishes to build a firm foundation for their photography. Want your photographs to move from average to impactful? Take advantage of this offering. All sessions are free of charge. The next installment is on Tuesday, March 8th at 6.30 p.m. in the multi-purpose room at the TEC. For more information on this series, go to the events calendar on the RCLS website. Photography Connect Murfreesboro meets at 6.30 on the second Tuesday of each month at the TEC. The AARP Foundation Tax Aid Program will be providing free tax preparation service again this year at the Technology Engagement Center. Appointments can still be made by calling 615-900-0981 Monday through Friday between the hours of 9 a.m. to noon. There is more information on the Tax Assist Program on the RCLS website and newsletter. That phone number again, 615-900-0981. Join us at the Technology Engagement Center to celebrate and create while the James Webb Space Telescope aligns its golden mirrors. Just like the famous telescope, we have had to postpone and change our launch date for this NASA-endorsed art project. It will be unfolding soon at the TEC, so watch our website for more details. Carol Gaddis here to share with you some of our upcoming events at Lineball Public Library. The Harry Nelson Memorial Adult Reading Program begins at Lineball on January 23rd and runs through March the 5th. Take the challenge of reading six books in six weeks and be eligible for some great prizes. You can sign up beginning January 16th by visiting Lineball Public Library. You can also sign up today to participate in a four-week series for the month of February. It's Shop, Cook, Eat Within Your Budget, led by the Rutherford County Extension. 
The classes will be at 2 p.m. each Sunday in February in the Lineball Conference Room. Sessions will focus on ways to shop smarter and cheaper while cooking great meals for you and your family. In this time of increasing prices, it's a great opportunity to get help in meeting your family's needs while having fun too. The sessions include an introduction and how to fix it safe, plan for what's for dinner and shop, get the best for less. Or fix it fast, eat at home and make smart choices when eating out. Making smart drink choices and choosing a healthier you for life. This free series includes special giveaways each week for participating. Sign up by visiting our calendar at rclstn.org. Local author Lloyd Elmore will be signing and selling copies of his newest book, Mallonville, on Saturday, February 19th from 12 until 2 p.m. Mallonville tells the story of Felix, a man who feels he has no purpose in life and is utterly alone. But what he doesn't know is he's never been alone. This book will make you realize to never take size for granted. The author will be selling Mallonville as well as his first book, The Spaces Between Spaces. Our friends of Limeball Library will begin their monthly sales in February on the third Saturday from 9 a.m. until noon. Of course, if you join friends, you can take advantage of their members only sale on February the 12th. If you can't wait to find some good deals on books, check out the FOLL book kiosk on the first floor at Lineball. All book sale proceeds go back to support our libraries in Murfreesboro. We are thrilled at Limeball that the Rutherford County Master Gardeners Group will resume in-person classes for 2022, beginning the first Saturday in March. This year, they'll be in our large new conference room on the second floor, so there will be plenty of space to learn all they have to share about gardening. This will be a monthly class on the first Saturday of each month at 9 a.m. Check out all the upcoming book groups and events at Lineball by visiting our calendar at rclstn.org. The Rutherford County Library System comprises six branches and a bookmobile throughout Rutherford County, including Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Eagleville, Patterson Park, the Technology Engagement Center, and our newly opened Historical Research Center. For a list of all the events you heard here today and for more information, please call 615-893-4131 or visit rclstn.org.